What is up, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods. We're still here at Tennessee State University. We are joined by defensive coordinator, Coach Brandon Fisher. Coach, I appreciate you, you know, giving me a little bit of your time in the midst of spring practices. Yeah, I appreciate you coming down and having me on. So, oh, man, I had to. So, let's. I want to get, take a few steps back, man. You did spend some time at Auburn yep. as, as an analyst under defense coordinator Kevin Steele. Yep. What was your biggest learning experience in that season under him? You know, that was, you know, I had a chance. My background full-time was in the National Football League. Um, I went and coordinated for two years at, or a year at Southern Utah and, you know, tried to copy-paste a lot of the things that we'd done professionally. You know, Greg Williams' system, the old Buddy Ryan system. Um, and had some success with that, but went down there and worked working under Kevin Steele and is really eye-opening truly how different the college game is and for my personally for me to kind of adapt and blend I would say not philosophies but I mean shoot in the NFL you don't worry about the hashes you know the hashes in college football are really important um and the tempo you know just things like the quick call system and how he got you know was able to communicate a lot of information to the Mike linebacker without having a headset on you know those things were fascinating and it really it it helped me to blend and bring some new flavor to you know a philosophy that I came up with that you know I believe is needed to have success in college football when you look at your career, starting at Montana, mm-hmm. the NFL ranks, defensive schemes and the way you build a roster is so different. From oh, yeah. the early, from, from the early 2000s yeah. to now, what what do you think is the single biggest fundamental change that you've noticed in how you have to construct a defense? I mean, it's. I mean, I just look at just since the time we've been here, how it's changed. Because I mean, the portal has rapidly changed over the last two years. You know, two years ago, the portal was it existed for. Guys that were in the portal had some kind of a flag on them, whether it be it injury, lack of production, a character issue. Those were the majority of the guys in the portal. That's not the case anymore. You know, we've got guys that are coming up from the NAIA to the D from D3, D2, wherever that are coming up with something to prove. You got a lot of really good football players in the portal. Um, you know, I think everybody, there's NFL free agency, everybody's Everybody truly wants to develop in-house. You know, you want to develop your high school kids, the guys that you get a chance to coach for two, three, four years. That's how NFL free agency. You wanted to build through the draft, not through free agency. But you have to be able to plug holes now through the portal, especially at our level when you have guys that are moving up and moving on. You know, we had we had three defensive linemen that, you know, we helped get to FBS schools this year. And, you know, that's ultimately our job as coaches is to get guys to where – they want to be whether that's whether that's Sunday whether that's an FBS opportunity whether that's the USFL that's where that's where why we exist so you know we don't look at a guy going up to a FBS school is you know a slap in the face we're, we're encouraging it we're trying to help guys if that's their dream um, so when you lose a guy at the mid-year to something like that well it's hard hey you hope you have freshmen waiting in the wings, but you may have to dip into the portal a little more. So, I mean, it's something that is is rapidly evolving. I say big picture, you have to guy, find guys that fit what you want culturally. You know, you have to find guys that have the football character, that love the game, that play with, with the standard that we have begun to instill in our defense to make sure they fit. So... 
your linebacker unit this year. Yep. We were talking, we, we just got done talking to Kavon, we, we talked to Monroe yesterday. Yep. You guys have over 100 career starts yep. in that room this year. When you look at that room, what have you seen from them this spring that just that they do so, so well? And why was it so important to go out and get some guys that had some starts yep. behind them and knew what to do coming in? Well, I'd say it's, a, it's enough to take a, you know, a guy that's been a 4-2 base, you know, nickel defense to, hey, let's let's mess with some of this 3-3-5 stuff and put all three of them out there together. And, you know, there's there's a sense when you get you coaching that scheme and you see why college coaches love it. You almost you honestly feel like you're working with an extra guy at times, like you're playing with 12. And, you know, you see the speed at the second level. Um, those are three really good athletes. But like you said, they're guys that have played a lot of football. And that's really important for us when we've gotten into the portal is, hey, we got to you got to find guys that have produced. You know, and Monroe, I mean, that, that's a guy that's been all swack, all everything, and, you know, has come in here in day one. I mean, he's a good, high football character, just high production player. And, I mean, didn't miss a beat. And, you know, we – I don't play those games where, hey, you bring in a portal guy, we're going to put him with the twos for three or four days. And No, we, we bring in guys that we expect to be day one starters, and we throw them out there for day one starters, and it's their job to lose it. And Monroe went in there, in, I mean, day one, and has proved that he belongs and is the leader of the group. And then getting a guy like James Green back healthy and just the experience that he has and the success he's had in the conference. And then, you know, Kayvon Pope, the sky is the limit for him. Um, he's incredibly talented, and we we're expecting big things from him. So we're, we're really excited about that group as well as, you know, we're starting – we're starting to see we got a chance to coach our first recruiting class for a first year so the young linebackers that are now redshirt freshmen coming behind them and watching them push those guys so what you said you have a large nfl background you said that learning experience and the steel was huge mm-hmm. how different is it handling recruiting like that's i feel like that's a whole side of coaching that people kind of like if you it, aren't if you are recruiting at a high oh yeah. level you can't win either. you can't win if you're if you're not willing to recruit and spend the time investing in it you're not going to win um, i don't care whether it is naia to the sec you have to be personally invested in building relationships with these kids and yeah i mean it's that that's that's you guys that are having success especially at the fcs level are the ones that are winning recruiting right now um we look at it i look at that's another opportunity to compete you know and personally you know when we and you invest in a kid and you lose them to somebody else in the conference or somebody is okay hold up where where did we go wrong those are all chances to compete and i think ultimately as coaches we're we're all in this game because we're competition addicts. And so, yeah, when a, if a kid were to go to, say, UT Morrow, hold up now. Well, something happened here. Kid goes out, hold up. What happened here? So that's how I how I look at it. It's, just, it's another chance to get out there and compete. And I love that. that's, that's what drives the off-season cycle. I mean, that's, right. that's why I'm in this business. I love Saturdays. I love Sundays. I love the opportunity to compete. So hey, That's why I said there's no off-season in college. Oh, there is no off-season in college football. You gotta, it's recruited 24 It is tw- yes. now. Yeah. We, one, one another player I want to highlight before we move on is Bryce Phillips in the secondary. Oh, yeah. Last season, I feel like that Jackson State game kind of yeah. put him on the map for a lot of people, and then he continued that success yep. all year, all conference, all newcomer. What have you seen from him this spring, and what is his potential? Um, Bryce, I would say, has as high, as, as high of a ceiling as anybody in this building. Um, I would expect Bryce in two years to be in an NFL camp somewhere, um, and you know, I mean, his brother is going to be drafted in the first or second round. When we went through the recruiting process with him there were people that said he may be more talented than his brother so you know genetically he's there 
Um, you've watched him develop as a player. Like you said, those first couple games, we win against a couple offenses that could put some points on the board. I mean, I, that Eastern Washington game, having played in that conference, I I know how quickly that group puts up numbers and puts up points. And you know, I warned the guys going in there. I, told, I, I played on this red turf. If you haven't played on it, it's different. And you know, there was a time hey, in the opener, a little bit of altitude, a little smoke, tongues were hanging out. Um, and you know, we, we we settled down. And you know, the Jackson State game, I was really proud of the guys. You know, we're sitting there. There's two minutes left in the game, and it's nine to three, you know, versus a group that I, I want to say put up maybe 52 against FAMU the week before. 59. 59, yeah. So, and we know what, you know, that capable, that quarterback was capable of doing. And, you know, from then, Bryce just got better and better and better to shoot. You started the last four or five games of the season. It's like, wow, there's not many balls being thrown to that side of the field. Almost nine. And that's when, that's when you know that, okay, teams are looking at us and saying, okay, this kid can can cover we we start pushing balls to the other side of the field so there's things you start to do structurally schematically rotationally that you try and help out there and you know we have felt that we haven't had to help our other corner we've got three or four other corners that we view as starters i mean from uh fondren hollis to Jalen mcclendon darius harper jay sean Watkins. so we've got a group of of corners that can line up and play so you made two national championship runs yeah. while you were playing at Montana. Yeah. Have you talked to the team about that process? Because we know that when you get to that playoff, yeah. it's different. And you it's know different. the struggle it takes to make it. To, I think it was played at Chattanooga in the time, yep. right? You, you, not at Frisco time yet, yeah. but Chattanooga, you know what it takes to get there. Have you talked to the guys about that struggle and what they have to do to get to the pinnacle of FCS football? Yeah. Well, I make a lot of, I make stand up front of them, make a lot of fun of myself that there's a 5'10 white 9 technique that got to play in two national championships. This group I'm coaching is a a lot more athletic than I ever was. But, you know, there when I played, you know, playing at Montana those years, there was just and you see it right, I mean South Dakota State, North Dakota State, Montana State, there's just a level of toughness and discipline that especially late in the season. You know, when you start talking about having to play games outdoors in the elements after Thanksgiving, that those teams are built to win. Um, but, yeah, we've touched on some of that, and especially when we talk just how disciplined and truly what it takes. It's not about you know, you're the, the height, weight, speed. You know, it's about the under, other intangibles that we constantly stress that truly make a difference to make those stretch, you know, those those stretch runs. And, you know, yeah, we, we sit there and told some stories and pulled up some highlight tapes. And it, it really is at this level how hard it is to win four playoff games and play a, play in a championship. That's why the list of teams that have won national yeah. championships since 2000 is very It's short. very short. And I was up at Montana State. I'm from Southern Alabama. I okay. Montana, Montana State William & Mary game this past season. Yeah. It is different up there i would yeah. not be built to play well they're in spring ball right now we were checking the weather this morning joking with our linebacker coach and that's three degrees up there and they're out there practicing in spring doing spring ball so you wonder why those groups are tough and built to win well they're out there practicing spring ball right now that, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I'll yeah. be completely honest with you. But I'd be remiss to ask, man, your career trajectory is going upwards and you have a great defense. Mm-hmm. We're expecting great things. Is head coach something you ever see yourself getting into? Are you good right now being where you are as a coordinator? I will say I am, I am incredibly blessed right now to work for Coach George. Coach George is an incredible man, and he is the reason I am here. Because um, there were, you know, there were opportunities after that time at Auburn, and I heard Coach George was taking this on, and this is this is where I want to be. So as long as that man is here, my plan is to be his defensive coordinator. Yes, I would love to be a head coach at some point. Um, I feel like I was raised a unique opportunity to sit behind that door and see a lot of those things that, you know, that. Come, come with being a head coach at an early age that nobody else saw. You know, so I've gained some valuable experience. But 
I love calling this defense. I love this group. I get a chance to coach. And, you know, the goal is to take the, take the next step from where we were last year. I love the, the look in your eyes when you start talking about Coach George. Yeah. I mean, you could tell that you yeah. want to make him yeah. as successful as possible. You have a chip on your shoulder in terms of, man, if I don't succeed, I know he can't succeed. So I need to do my best to put 100%. the best product. 100%. And there's there's nothing better in this game working for a, a head coach that you, know, you truly you want to see him successful. And that deserves to be successful because, you know, that that's not the case everywhere in the country. You know, I'll, I speak to a different side that every head coach isn't built like Coach George is. And and you can see everything, I believe everything that man has touched has turned to gold. For, you know, since he played the game, since he stepped away from the game, and he's done it with character. He's done it the right way. And, you know, I, it's becoming harder and harder to find in this profession. You know, you see this profession that, you know, what was it, 50, 60, 70% turnover rate year in and year out. And we talk about the kids in truly making a difference. Like, I can look around this indoor and see the difference that we've made in the, you know, I think going on this month, it's two years since we've been here. And we have truly made a difference. He has made a difference. And, you know, that's my heart right now is to continue on that path. Man, I love it. And the final question, Coach, kind of lighthearted. You guys signed up for that North Dakota State home and yep. home. Have you talked to Coach George, the AD? We need the Montana, Tennessee State home and home. Ooh, I, and I would much box. rather be indoors. I would, <laughs> let's say that. I would much rather take this group somewhere indoors because that, I mean, I, I can tell stories all day. I remember warming up for a national championship. The, the Tuesday practice of a national championship, we went out there as the long snappers and punters, and every ball we hit popped in pregame warm-ups because it was so cold. Mm. We're talking 10 to 15 below, and the bladder on the footballs would pop. And, you know, we wanted to go back in the – so we're sitting there rapid-firing balls trying to pop them all so we could go practice in our gym before we got on the plane. So I don't want to go play in one of those. I'm, I'm not built that way anymore. <laughs> you said it's either September or we're yeah, going yeah. to yeah. I, Coach, I love it. I appreciate your time, Coach. This was yeah. great. It was great to finally meet you guys. Make sure to stay tuned for more content right here on the Blue Bulls. But for Coach Fisher, for myself, we are out for right now.